Today's show is sponsored by our friends at Action247.com, Tennessee's only sportsbook by Tennesseans for Tennesseans. And yes, football's over. We miss it. Before you know it, it'll be March Madness, NBA and NHL playoffs, hopefully the MLB. But there's a lot going on. There are parlays all week. So make sure to check out Action247.com. Look and see what some of those parlays are. But this Sunday, we're turning left. It's Daytona 500 day. Bet on the race. They'll give you 50% of your stake back if it doesn't hit only at action247.com use code dads 100 today's show is also sponsored by our friends at distilleryproducts.com and if you're a bourbon group a store maybe you're a podcast or a distillery and you want to buy laser etched glassware at wholesale prices make sure to check out distilleryproducts.com they also have awesome swag like mirror and flasks and stirs and all sorts of good stuff we use them for our glasses you should too reach out to me and i'd be happy to get you in touch with carson janey vicky all the good folks storyproducts.com today's show is also sponsored by our friends at orca coors and if you use code dad season at orca coors you will save 20 percent on your order and they just got those collegiate coors in i know because i just got a 40 quart kentucky cooler i'm so pumped about you can get them too they have all sorts of teams ncaa teams they have nfl teams they have mlb teams check them out at orcacoolers.com they have tumblers they have those whiskey barrel tumblers if you use go dad season they'll save up to 20 percent at orcacoolers.com oh i forgot about this actually edwards back when you were posting something i think it was around my birthday or something you brought the fact of a social media profile say the man for me <laughs> But it's from back in the day where they used to ask of where you were employed or worked for. And I just always said, the man. And now somehow they've like edited the formats of profiles to where that precursor effect is gone. And it just says, the man. Like I'm like that cocky, which I mean, I'll give some shit here and there. But let's be honest, I'm not that much of an asshole. So did you change the man based off of this new development? No, I'm lazier than that shit. Hello, hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is the man, <laughs> Zeke Baker. <laughs> Asshole. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us part of your day. What's it like being the man? Again, I work for the man. Always have, probably always will. Oh, well. I mean, a lot of people out there think that you are the man. So do you have people working for you? Not that I'm aware of, but I do normally tell people that you're either my publicist or my PR guy. What if I'm both? I mean, I use them interchangeably. It really depends on what like, comes out in a text message or something these days. Whatever it means is other people are doing work for you that you should be doing yourself. Either way. <laughs> I did get a super good laugh, though, uh, like a week or two ago at the Whiskey House. We were over there picking a Blue Note barrel for the Whiskey House. And uh, one of the guys that was there, where I was you know, sitting around bullshitting. And like, you know, it's a big room. I was laughing about something. He just throws out like, I'm pretty sure it's impossible to be in a room with Zeke and not hear loud laughter on multiple occasions coming from his ass. I'm like, yeah, who didn't want to laugh and smile and bullshit all day? Like, that's what life's about, right? (laughs) 100%. 
That is the point of being in a room with people and sharing drinks and sharing fellowship is uh, having a good time. And we always know wherever you are, you're going to have a good time. But if you pizza when you should have French fried, you're going to have a bad time. Not and just a bad speaking joke. of which... <laughs> I'm really, while we have this bullshit time here, someone who pizzas when he should have French fried and ended up falling down and going boom, just started physical therapy today for his shoulder that he hurt about a month ago and hasn't shut up about since. So how did physical therapy go today? Do you feel better? Do you feel a little bit more mobile than you were before? After the fact, my arm was numb for about an hour, but true to form, um, the, the PT guy was like doing various uh, you know, like tensile on things, range of motion things, this and that. And for the first you know, few minutes, it's just like, you're doing what? <laughs> and you fail how? And this doesn't hurt? And this doesn't? And I'm like, dude, like, I don't know what to tell you, man. My dad always told me if I was going to F up, do it as hard as you can and F up on a grand scale. And that's been a theme for life pretty much. And he's like, yeah, like I can't figure this out. So he's like going through and eventually hits a spot like kind of upper chest near the armpit. We're pretty sure I tore or did something to the uh, pectoral muscle. That was the, the 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 big find of the day. So now I have these uh, stretches and exercises I have to do either every day or three times a week. I'm telling you, if you earned your booze, that wouldn't have happened. If you had some muscle there to begin with, it would have helped your fall. Well, that is somewhat the irony is, you know, like the you know, a month before the trip, I like made a point to start doing like squats and lunges every night. No push-ups. Well, I, know, like, I was going skiing. Why do I need to work my upper body? I'm just worried about the legs and getting fatigued and then like keeping that, you know, in shape. And then I fall on my back of all things and mess up a peck on the front of all things. But yeah, torn or, or injured peck and a, uh, a sprained AC joint was his official thoughts. Well, I'll make you feel a little bit better. You know this story already, but the people don't know this story. A couple of weeks ago, it was icy. We had a small icy storm here in Nashville and I was coming back from the gym and I happened to have a coffee for myself, a coffee for my wife and sandwiches for the family. I was carrying my gym bag, my shaker, amongst other things. My driveway has a slight pitch to it. It's probably a 30 degree angle down. I was walking from my car to the walkway to go up the steps. We did not get a lot of ice in Nashville. Anybody who hears me say that there was ice knows that there were probably only patches of the substance on the ground, not a complete covering as there were in other parts of the country. I'm carrying this stuff thinking I'm pretty much in the clear. Hit an ice patch start to fall no i have two coffees in my hand was trying to balance the coffees so that they did not fall i fell right on my ass i do have still a bruised ass i would not say that i sprained my ass or did anything else to my ass it's just bruised and a bruised ego i also spilt hot coffee all over myself now i did not get a video of this act actually happening you just see a video of me walking in on the door cam covered in coffee noticeably in pain but not a good enough video to share with you zeke and have you use it against me and that was after all the laughter the hardest part of the conversation because i'm like edwards is this on the door cam like when our friend bob broke his ankle and you can hear him yelling out ah! no he <laughs> he did not you made it sound like a, a harder he sounded like he was moaning like ah. that's only in the slow-mo playback 
Either way, long story short, one of our asshole friends fell, broke his ankle. It was captured on his door cam, and he was smart or ignorant enough to share it with a group of friends called assholes, which you can see where that goes. That's all I'm hoping for. And and John's like, oh, I didn't think about the door cam. I'm like, oh, please, God, please be there. Like, if there's one thing I need. I would have right shared now, it. I, I mean, need, I need this to be there. <laughs> I would have put it on. Our, I literally would have put it on our Instagram if I had it. Now, the problem is <laughs> the reason it was not on the door cam is I have that full front porch. So it's not a half front porch. It's a full front porch. And the right side of the porch in the front of my house that blocked the driveway, the camera would have been there had there not been a porch there needless to say i was very very disappointed but if there's one thing i know from um years of john now odds are in my favor it's going to happen again and let's just say i'm hoping the camera gets it the next time yeah don't wait too long because you might miss the other thing i'm gonna do but this just makes i mean the difference between me and you is that you've done nothing but complain about your shoulder for a month and i just suck it up and get back in the gym i know i'm not gonna be able to do everything but i'm doing everything i can you landed on your ass it hurts how does that affect your gym routine it's very hard to bend over right now like and pull because of the bruise. I It's very hard to do things like deadlifts. I have to do variations of things because I just don't have the strength to pull up. It's my butt and my lower back. I mean, I think it's more so you don't have an ass and therefore there was nothing to break your fall like normal people. And so this is a problem that falls back on you. Not necessarily what happened. I mean, I I blame my parents more for not giving me an ass <laughs> than I blame myself here. But I mean, when all you have is muscle there and you don't have fat. So uh, I tell people also, you know, like the fruit costumes of people that dress up like fruit. And you're on TV and it's very round, like you have the very round apple and then you have two legs that stick out very skinny underneath it. That's me. I have a very like round the- upper body, very round upper body, very... You know, legs just kind of stick out. Granted, the the calves, the anomaly, but you're you're definitely like a a big top, no bottom little person. No, I mean, my legs, it's not, there's a lot of muscle on my legs. I just don't have an ass. Like, if you look at me, it's not a big top, small bottom. It's a big top, no ass, big legs. My thought is you should research. Ass implants? um, No, whatever program 50 Cent's been on. Because if you saw him at the Super Bowl, (laughs) he's swole. He's swole, but he's not, he was... (laughs) It's a different type of swole. He went on our friend uh, MSP's Uber Eats plan because he just looked thick, like chubby. I want to know like what the test was on that rope that was holding him upside down to begin with. I was just like, dude ate a pizza before he got on stage tonight. Somebody was over at the house was like, what is he wearing? I'm like, I think that's either multiple wife beaters sewn together or some kind of like custom synthetic thing that's meant to look like a wife beater. But we all know with like 4K TV, that's not a beater, man. You didn't fit into like a Hanes. <laughs> yeah, I was not that bad. I, I'm not fitty bad. So what did you think of the rest of the halftime show? I liked it. You know, anybody who thinks that like the halftime show is going to be this amazing breakthrough thing, like let's be honest, not every halftime show is Prince. Like that halftime show was legendary, transcended stuff. It's not every day that you have a, a blanket that goes in the air. It's raining. You have a shadow 
like the light has a shadow so it looks like you're playing a big you know what as your guitar that doesn't come around all the time like that is a very rare performance and even if you look through all the other performances like you're those are few and far between i think it was a very solid performance i think they were extra cautious because it's the first hip-hop rap performance that you know there were some things that they made kendrick take out about la gangs but other than that marshall took a knee nobody really said anything about that like there wasn't a lot of controversy there and they tried to make sure it wasn't controversial like they tried to just give everybody a good time yeah i mean i thought it was great it was feel good i'm kind of all over the place on this. The only, the only downside I have to it was today. I was like hoping that they might suddenly announce uh, the Up and Smoke tour part two because I mean that was the lineup with the original Up and Smoke tour, like nine eight nine nine, whenever it was. I remember going with my boys in high school in Atlanta. It was a really good show at uh, like seventeen. <laughs> I remember I went. Um, at the Worcester Centrum, about an hour outside of Boston, I went to the Worcester Centrum, and Snoop rode a tricycle on the stage while smoking a blunt, and that was a hell of a show. Oh, dude, I mean, it was epic, to say the least. You know, it was funny, because you know, plenty of chats that you and I are both in, for the most part, or what, even not, but... A lot of people like, oh. hated it. Well, they were like, side bets on if Snoop's going to smoke, or how many cuss words, or this or that. I'm like, these aren't new people to the game. These aren't young folks that won't clickbait or a one-time hit impression. How many commercials does Snoop do? How many media things does he do? He gets it. He knows how much finances are involved there. You think at Snoop's age, he's going to drop an F-bomb just to say he did and risk all of those future sponsorships? Snoop's smart. He getting paid. At that point, too, these guys are all older. Right. They're all in their 40s, 50s. They all have kids that they want to make sure that if they're getting a payday, like they're putting that stuff aside for their kids now. You know, at this point in their life, they're setting up trusts. Like it's not like they're in their 20s and I don't care. I'm out there. I'm doing stuff. It's like a completely different, you know, it's like if you talk to us when we're in college, you get one answer. It's like, screw it. Let's go party. And then you talk to us like, in our late 20s it's like so did you set up your 401k yet how much did you put in what's your company matched like it's just a completely different mentality i think that might be more late 30s than 20s if you're setting up your 401k (laughs) in your late 30s you're too late bro i mean i'm just saying i wasn't talking about it i started that's how you you get run run away from the table real fast what's wrong with that guy but no i mean like great show i thought it was personally the only thing that I would have loved to have seen somewhere in it was if they uh, brought back the the two-pack hollow from uh, Coachella. Like, imagine if they threw that up during California Love. People would have lost their shit. That was 100% a prop bet. They said, is there going to be a Tupac song? And there was. There were two. They did California Love, and then Dre played the intro to I Ain't Mad At Ya on the piano. So... You know, Tupac got in there a couple times. But yeah, imagine if that hollow comes up when California Love hits. Place me bumping. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I thought this was easily one of the most relatable across the board, feel good halftime shows that damn near anybody and everybody could have gotten into, had a good time, and just not bitched today about. (laughs) I agree with you. And thank you all out there for letting us vent a little bit. We both have a lot going on in our lives right now. It's just fun to get on here and bullshit a little bit. Forget about life for a while. Like Billy Joel says, which I'm surprised Billy Joel has never done 
a Super Bowl halftime show. He'd be a great guy. Hmm. Moving on, Zeke was sent a blind. It's not often Zeke was sent a blind, but he was sent another blind recently as well. Somebody, I don't know who this person is, sent us four whiskeys. One whiskey is a lot darker than the other whiskeys. I have them poured. I don't know what they are. I'm assuming you have the answer somewhere. Can you explain to us what we're doing tonight? All I have is the folded sheet as Cody Barrow sent it to me in the box. Is it taped? It's not, but if you look at these tight creases, I have literally never touched or unfolded this or adulterated it because it's not my style. I just wrote the name on here that there were samples and that there was answers simply so I would know what to associate it with in case my dumbass mixed it up in the other samples that I have, which is quite feasible knowing me. Everybody, Zeke is a cheater. Please make sure when you send him answers that you <laughs> seal them or else I'm going to call shenanigans. One time at golf, my senior year, one time, that was it. You moved a ball? So it was a threesome. Not in that <laughs> sense, but, you know, whatever, golf. And so me and the other two guys are like, I'm cool with calling these if y'all are. It wasn't my idea, but I sure as shit wasn't going to say no. It was like the hardest course in the region. I roll in with like a 77. And I'm like the five seed for our team. Like, what the maker? 77? Really? I'm like, you know, sometimes you just have a good day. (laughs) (laughs) We're like in the van on the way home. My best friend Donnie's like, you couldn't shoot a 77 in this course to save your life. Spill it. Come on. What did you do? What did you do? Come on. And he's like, just grilling. I'm like, man, we had like mulliguns. We called a gimme as soon as all three people were on the green. We just picked up and kept rolling, and that was our score. And that was like, like you and the uh, the people day. from the other teams, right? Like it was the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just an amazing pairing of three people that did not give two shits. They were like, everybody on. All right, how many strokes we all got? Cool. Put them on the card. Let's roll. <laughs> <laughs> did they wonder why you guys were done about three hours before everybody else? Oh, we weren't. We were just like bullshit and like wandering around the course. I think there was some booze involved. <laughs> I mean, it was a really good day in high school for me. <laughs> just so you know, none of us condone high school drinking, <laughs> nor do we condone high school cheating when it comes to scholastic athletics, whatever you want to call it. Scholastics only. Golf's fair game. <laughs> Anyways, we have a blind from Cody Barrow. He sent us four. Number two is super dark compared to the other ones. Find that interesting. Is he the guy that sent us the Tommy Bahama thing? I feel like he is, right? You know, I'm yes. bad with names, like super bad, but that I'm spot on for this once, right? Yes. Okay. Didn't you say Buffalo Trace had bought that out? Do we have any new developments here? Are there any interesting leads? New information has come to light, man. It is Coral K Distilling... I have no idea. I think something happened, but whatever. Moving on. What do you think about uh, number one? So number one, I thought it was uh, a fairly young whiskey. Corn was the first thing I picked up. A little singe comes in behind it. It's very light in viscosity. Some of the heat does linger towards the back, but I really didn't pick up any oak. I feel like if anything out of these four, this might be the the sleeper, so to speak, of like, oh, this is something people pay up for on secondary, possibly a Buffalo Trace type product. I could be way off. I just feel like at times, you know, when you taste something blind, and you don't have that like conception in your mind of like, ah, I mean, it's good, but nothing amazing. They're like, oh, it was so and so. Like, f me. People love this stuff. <laughs> 
I agree with you. I think there was some heat and spice in there too, like on on the end. Uh, but fruit on the nose, and I just wrote youth corn, sweet, thin, heat, spice. Pretty spot on there, or at least for you and I lining up with notes. Number two, I thought it was definitely a young whiskey. It's either been finished and or stave stoked. Uh, as John said, this one definitely stands out in color. If you listen to the last blind we did that Jeremy Fisher sent us, it's like this would have been his number four just simply based on color because you can tell like one of these is not like the rest. <laughs> uh, Do not drink number two first. <laughs> yeah. That's the first thing I thought about uh, hilariously. But I thought it was honestly a younger whiskey, either finished or some staves been put in the barrel. Definitely got an influx of or, char on the back. Or a smaller barrel, not to jump in. but yeah, Fair enough. I didn't think of that. I don't get the notes of small barrel on this. The only reason I say that is like the dark color. I think stave has to be in play here, but you know, I'll jump in with my notes along with you just because my big note for this one was taste artificial. Something about it that is not natural and has been altered in some way, shape or form. We're not sure which way, but it's just not a, uh, a solid pour. Yeah. Or not, not that it's not solid. It's not a, a solid aging. Like something has been done here to help try to speed this up. I like the thinking outside of the box as far as a smaller barrel, because that really hadn't crossed my mind. But the profile doesn't yield anything that I could recollect you or I ever having that was small barrel. It's tough, though, because any time we tend not to like it when you try to quicken the aging or shorten or smaller, make the barrel smaller. Well, short barrels. I mean, it's just hard to pull it at the right time. I mean, you've got to micromanage the shit out of it. And who's got time for that? Mm Mm-hmm. Any rate, continuing forward here, number three, I thought it was warm, not necessarily hot, but also not friendly per se. And and it was kind of warm and prickly on the tongue, like, you know, just that dancing prickly feeling I get at times. I honestly had a hard time extrapolating a whole lot of flavor out of this. I'm just waiting for every single one of these to be dad drinking bourbon picks. Or the good thing is, I know number two absolutely was not a Daz drinking bourbon pick. This one, I almost just wrote down in thinking of barrel picks and the notes that we do for those. It just has a funky finish. Regardless of what you get on the nose and the front of the palate, the finish is just funky. It's not funky like when someone says turkey funk or anything. It's like, I don't know what it is. I don't know where to pinpoint it, but it's just like something's funky. Fair. I didn't get a ton of flavor at really any point front to back that just led me to, uh, you know, solid notes, I guess, so to speak. I could agree with you. Quattro. That's four, right? It is. And Cinco's Sweet. five. Seis is six. Look here now. Don't show off. Siete, ocho, nueve, diez. Once, doce, trece, catorce. This ain't like back in the day when you were wearing your Jinkos and you pulled off an Ollie on the skateboard and you're like, woo, look at me. I'm the big guy. On the Again, skateboard. I wore Dickies. <laughs> I didn't wear Jankos. I wore Dickies that were not huge. Like they were baggy, but they were not like four pant legs in one. Hey, you know, I'd love the, if you say it long enough, people are going to believe it. 
And I'm very much trying to get people not to believe I wore Jankos because the problem with Jankos, side note here, is that every single person who wore Jankos, did you notice the bottoms of them would always be so frayed? And it just looks trashy. Like anybody who wore Jankos, the bottoms of the jeans were never clean. And I respected myself more than that. I didn't, you know, I know like the back of my jeans, there were years where they were frayed from wearing like Converse All-Stars and those Chuck Taylors and not having the pant like be short enough being a little bit too long. It really just depended on the size of the sneaker or the shoe, whether or not it was going to get stepped on or not. Read between the lines here, folks. Anytime Edwards takes time to clarify and explain something. You've won. That, that, that's when I hit one of his buttons. So, so keep that in your back pocket for one day. No, it's not even that. It's not that it, it's Tom Brady said it best when someone asked him about deflate gate. And it's, if you're explaining, you're losing. And the fact that I explained this, it's not even a hot button topic. It's just the fact that I took time out to explain it. You've already won. And I'm just going to sit back down. And I will say, though, that I think four so far is the most enjoyable out of all of these for me. It's the first one to really have a good vanillin aspect to it that I think the other ones are missing that like vanilla bourbon, traditional bourbon flavor. My notes for this one were simply sweeter, fairly viscous, some singe, but then falls off at the back. Um, But definitely it was the sweetest pour. Yes, it was simple, but if you've listened to any of our shows the past three or four months, we've both been on a pretty good wave of... It's kind of been a year at this point, right? Like, we picked Jack Daniels in January of last year. We picked that JDBP. Trying to be modest. I don't want... It's been a year. We're a a broken record, but (laughs) yes, we have enjoyed things that were simpler and easier to drink more times than a complex pour depending on the day or uh, if someone asks us, do you want this or that? We're leaning toward the the, the simpler things right now just to uh, take it easy and relax most days. I think our <laughs> lives are more and more complex. And like, you know, you think when your kids are getting older and not to put a serious moment in there, but you think when you, your kids get older as a dad, your life is going to be easier because the kid has more autonomy and the kid's starting to do things more independently. No. Not once with the kid getting older have I had more time for myself. In fact, I have less time for myself because then the kid starts to get into extracurricular stuff. Now, I'm not complaining. I love doing it all. It's just anybody who thinks that like you're going to get free time and they say, oh, yeah, when they get older and like they can get themselves dressed in the morning. Well, that just to me means that they want to get themselves dressed in the morning, which means it takes them 30 minutes to get ready instead of the 15 minutes it took for them to get ready when you did it. So we just like some simple stuff. I mean, I'm not I love every aspect of it. Everybody that follows our Instagram knows I'm not complaining about being a dad at all. Just saying, regular life is complex. Bourbon life should be simple. Fair. Although, I will say there's merit. And I love the saying of, that's why I wanted two. So you can aggravate the hell out of each other. Not aggravate me. But it kind of backfires a lot still. <laughs> <laughs> My thing here is I'm just going to say I like number four. Yeah. I, I have no guesses for any of these. You know, if it, like the last one we did, if there's a guess, I'll throw it out. There's not... I'm not going to force it. It would surprise me again if one is something that's more known and mainstream. If I had to drink any of these or rank them, I would go four, one, three, two. 
I am 100% with you on that with the ranking as well. So answers. And tell you, John, look, I mean, now the rest of people can't see this, but this sheet has never been. You put a flashlight up to it. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Fellas, I promise there is no Tommy Bahama in this round of blinds. (laughs) See, you were right. (laughs) I know. I was like, yes, got it. These are all store picks. So hopefully you enjoy Cody. Oh, the look on Zeke's face right now. If you saw the look on Zeke's face, did we really mess up again? It's funny. Sample one, Weller foolproof. Again, something about that just said, this doesn't scream amazing, but people would clam up for it. But you're right. This is something we've been consistent with is Weller foolproofs have been very, very hit or miss for us. And this was a store pick, right? Yeah. Weaver's discount liquor. A six-year, eight-month pick of Weller Foolproof for sample one. I think, especially with the Weller Foolproof, the store picks have been all over. The regular non-store pick have been the most consistent foolproofs I've had. And I, I like the profile of that. I just think the single barrels are all over. Oh, yeah. I mean, the small batch has been the only thing I would call close to a drinker if I'm investing money in it, for sure. What's number two? Sample two. Uh oh. Oak and Eden, Wheat and Spire, Hilltop Bottle Shop, first in New Mexico, 116 proof, toasted French oak spire, a mash bill of 51 corn, 45 wheat, wheat, four malted barley. I'm not fixing that. I'm not fixing you say wheat twice. It was just for you, bud. <laughs> I think this is something that we've talked about a lot. Oak and Eden puts the spires inside the bottles. I haven't been able to get past the fact that they taste artificial. It does not taste like I'm not a fan. It's not that I'm trying to take down a brand. It's not that I'm trying to be. It just does not hit my palate. There are plenty of people that I know talk about Oak and Eden. For me, the artificial is just too much, and I can't enjoy the pour. Yeah, and I mean, like in my head, I'm trying to think of other things that are kind of possibly on the same scale or spectrum. Like The first thing that kind of popped in my head was the Maker's Private Selects where you pick the staves that go into it. But they go into the barrel or the vat. They don't go into the bottle itself. They do, and to me, those hold a backbone of bourbon whiskey. And yes, there's a stave that adds a layer or or maybe layers to it, depending on what someone decides to, to utilize there. But at the same time, you can, I mean, to me, it just, at its core, you can feel what it is. Yeah. I almost even wonder, and I, I, I doubt you have my, no, I went through the samples, but uh, whoever that was that did like the, 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 the super rapid whiskey, remember we had spoken. On the show? I felt like that was maybe a, a better product. And maybe it's because they chopped them up and had them smaller in there. Maybe that had something to do with it than just the, the stave. But I also think when you apply that technology to the bottle, and I'm saying the stave is a piece of technology but when you apply it to the individual bottle i almost feel like you're overwhelming and we've talked about this with oak and eden before i i wonder if like cutting the stave in half would do more i just think the size stave they put in there it's a lot and it imparts a lot of artificiality in there and it's well, like, how much and like how do you regulate that like let's say with warren g pick. <laughs> sadly he wasn't there um but no i mean i i, I feel like with that Say a store does a pick. Somebody comes in and buys one day one, the barrel comes in. Somebody buys one four months later. 
Are you telling me that's the same profile? No. I mean, the, at it, that it, point, the stave, be, right? yeah, the stave is still changing it. It's yeah. it's aging it in the bottle where like, others I mean, that, don't do that. That's always my biggest gripe is how do you, you have any kind of quality control? Not to be a dead horse. I'll leave it there. Let's go to number three. Here's a nice kick in the nuts, Edwards. Oh, no. Knob Creek Wolfpack, sample number three. <laughs> I mean, you called it. You said one, at least one of these is going to be one of our picks. <laughs> Again, I love any pick we've done, and this is the fun of a blind. And clearly, sometimes one or both of us swing for the fences. And uh, you know, remember uh, Andrew Jones, the old Braves player, when he'd like try to crush it, he'd miss, you know, drop it to a knee or fall all the way over. <laughs> That's me and John. Some days I feel like oh for two the past few weeks. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to tuck my tail between my legs and go on to number four. Thank you, Cody and Jeremy, both for uh, keeping us on our toes and making us look like asses. We appreciate it. Thank you for reminding us to be like Kendrick every day and stay humble. (laughs) Number four. Oh, God. Good old times, honey. Honey bunches of MGP, quote unquote. Cap rock, libations, and whiskey society. Plaws. Seven and a half year MGP bourbon. Wow, seven and a half. Finished two months in Kentucky Honey Barrels. Says the same as another sought-after honey finished bourbon. I would assume they'll need local for us. Uh, the low rye 21% MGP mash bill at 110 proof. I mean, we said we like crushers. Cheers to you, Cody. Cheers. Uh, Touche. This, this has been fun. If, if anyone hasn't picked up, John and I have been in more of a bullshitting mood than serious lately. And... Uh, we're saving the seriousness for the interviews, <laughs> and then we just kind of want to let loose when we don't have to have a serious conversation. This was entirely fun for bullshitting, especially based on the results. We're not soliciting anything from anyone, and, and this isn't forged, but we both love a fun line like this to where uh, we can show what we do and don't know. <laughs> Which is more we don't know more than we do. So hope you just enjoy the ride. Hope everyone has a safe and happy rest of the week. Do you want to close this out? You you were taking the lead. Close us out, buddy. I was. Yeah. Tell the people where to find us. We certainly appreciate you taking your time to spend a little bit with us. You can find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, John in slightly south of Nashville, or me in more mainstream nashville anything else to add there big cat i'm so happy right now i'm like a proud papa we owe it to cody you can also find us in good old nashville tennessee (laughs) you forgot the r in the middle (laughs) ciao cheers